0: Thank you. Hey, hey! is everybody there? I have no idea if anybody's there. Um, I've activated this uh, Q&A app so if you do, um, if you, if somebody's out there and want to give it a shot go ahead and uh, write me a question. But um, other than that we're recording and let me switch over to me. <laughs> Happy Friday everybody. Welcome to the second uh, Film Marketing Fridays. And um, unfortunately, I don't have any guests today. Um, I'll have to uh, work on trying to recruit some more filmmakers who want to be in on the uh, gig because what I can do is I can actually have, I think up to ten people. and then um, we could have you know uh, on air discussions and just uh, be able to answer everybody's question live as best I can. But um for today, so, it's, Let's see here. For today I want to make sure that um, we kind of continue the conversation of uh, building an audience and um, you know, finding an audience for your film and sort of applying those basic business principles uh, to your film project to give you the best shot of um, building a sustainable career. And I'm going to kind of share you the things that I've been doing, uh, testing out, um, not necessarily succeeding, some stuff that I'm failing at, so you can kind of see that. And uh, let's see here. Well, we might as well get on t- with it. Let's see here. I've got the Q&A app open. If anybody's out there, just you can just say hi. Let me I don't even know if the app's working. I never tried this before, but it says that I activated it. Okay. Um, with that said, let's get on to more about um, building an audience, uh, finding an audience for your film. And what all that stuff means, and how vital it is uh, for success in any type of business, whether or not you're in the film business or not. So I'm going to switch over to the screen share. And uh, here we go. Okay. Let's see here. Boom. Okay. So remember. Let's see here. Remember that there are no rules. There are no rules, and. So no matter what anybody ever tells you and stuff like that, th- the bottom line is that this is probably the, the number one rule and there are no rules. So ever how you, you make something, whatever you do to be successful or your attempts to build something, uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot of advice and you can just take it for what it's worth. Oh, let's see here. Um, to sh- oh, great. I got a little uh, question first here. Sorry, we got from carleen M. um she says, "I'm about to shoot my first short as director producer other than YouTube. How do you suggest I market it to build an audience? Okay, perfect. So that your question kind of fits perfectly into what we're going to get into, carleen. i'm I'm glad that the Q and a app actually works. So congratulations on getting ready for your first short. And uh, YouTube is great. Uh, you know YouTube and the the concept. you actually can sell movies on YouTube, but I think that, uh, psychologically, people go to YouTube to get free stuff, to see free material. So, um, and they'll accept the ads and all that kind of stuff. So, if you're trying to just build awareness, uh, it might be worth it to give it away free. But um, if you're going to build an audience, um, there's I have this idea that perhaps film is nothing more than an advertisement for something else. So all all of our independent films that we kind of create, even though it is a film product, I don't necessarily think a business model, as, as I'm going to show you today, um, holds. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't know whether or not independent film on this level can sub uh, you know support us like in a you know a big lifestyle per se. But it can be used as sort of an a advertisement for something else. So let's uh, I'll continue with that uh, with that train of thought so again there are no rules and um, you know William Goldman the screenwriter legendary screenwriter like Mitch Cassidy Sundance Kid uh, the Princess Bride um, I think it's all all presidents man anyway he's famous for saying the quote that nobody knows anything in regards to Hollywood and I think that probably is uh, true for life so following up with this concept of there are no rules uh, this famous uh, quote from Steve Jobs when he said that everything around you that you call life was made up by people that are were no smarter than you, and you can change it, you can influence it, you can build things other people use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. And essentially, to sum it up, he was saying there are no rules that all these things that we dictate or we kind of put our our lives around were just made up by people. So. It's interesting to kind of put that stuff in perspective. Okay, so let's just do basic business principles. You have a supply. This is, a, you know, what is your product or service? And, you know, a lot of us are here to try to build a film product. Um, so that's going to be our supply. Then we have the demand. So that's going to be who is our customer, who's our audience, you know? Um, and then we have distribution, which is how does your customer receive your product and the last principle is marketing. How do you communicate to your customer that your product is of value? So as long as you kind of break down business in that simplicity, just four things, supply and demand, distribution and marketing. You know what is your product? Who's your customer? How does that customer get your product? And how do you communicate? And that's all marketing is. From the, the last uh, fr- uh, film marketing Friday, as we discussed, is that marketing is nothing more than a method of communication. It it doesn't have to be uh, icky. Does you know it could actually be very creative. If you if you get really creative in the way that you communicate to your customer to your audience, uh, the better off you'll be. So, with that said, uh, with that said, barriers. Um, so film audiences and Really have never been a barrier because we have an appetite for film product or appetite for media, and so that uh, demand or the audience uh, the customer has always been there, so that's not been a that hasn't been a barrier um, Film production is no longer a barrier because the cost of materials and equipment have been you know just decimated it's been so inexpensive to make a film, and a lot of you probably have come across um, you know, my latest film that I had made, which was for five hundred dollars with no crew. So it's I mean, this is a feature film. So you you can even make something as little as that. And I've met some other filmmakers on along the way who've made like four films under like a thousand dollars and stuff like that. So it's totally doable and it's no longer a barrier. And film just distribution is no longer a barrier. And this really actually has come up in the last year. Um, with the advent of the rise of aggregators, and aggregators are nothing more than sort of your middleman to like iTunes and Netflix and Hulu and you know all these other digital platforms. Where like some place like iTunes being a marketplace, they only want to deal with a handful of aggregators. They, it, it doesn't serve them to deal with individual producers each time somebody wants to submit something to their marketplace and they have very sort of strict um, technical guidelines that they want to put in place and um, if you want to learn more you can definitely uh, head over to um, Jason Brewbaker's site at filmmakingstuff.com and he, he's you know, spent years in the uh, digital di- uh, direct distribution um, uh, companies in that world and so he knows a lot about it. So we have three things that are never, are no longer a barrier. We have audiences, production, and distribution. So that leaves us with the last barrier, which is marketing. And so that's why we're all here. And I think the idea behind this live hangout is to create a discussion place or a place where people can congregate to figure out where they need to go. And so if this is our last barrier, let's figure out how we can do it together um, to build sustainable um, living for independent artists. Whether or not you're an artist, musician. And filmmaker now, okay. Marketing, sh marketing. Um, what is marketing? Of course, I said it's a, just a method of communicating. That's all it is. And the more creative you can get with it, and the more effective you can get with it, uh, the better off you'll be. Um, but who are we communicating? Who are we communicating with? So that is the question. And um, and then last week we talked about who is your ideal fan with uh, Boyan Dulebic and his movie uh, Living Life or Waiting to Die, and we we're trying to nail down sort of who his ideal fan was. Um, so I'm gonna one thing they teach us sort of like uh, online entrepreneurs uh, they recommend that the first thing you do is create your ultimate avatar, and really all your avatar is is like a very specific Customer or your fan, like we said last week, your ideal fan. And so I want to kind of share with you how what Film Trooper is about, um, because Film Trooper is a web resource for helping filmmakers become entrepreneurs. So I had to, um, I had to kind of create my own avatar to figure this out. And this would be helpful for you in terms of you're going to try to find like who would be your ideal fan for your film. Whatever your film topic is, um, is it a horror film or is like a, you know, a thought-provoking drama um, about uh, elderly people? And like, who who would that ideal fan be of your film? So I'll show you sort of um, how I broke this down. So why this is important too? I'll, I'll I'll follow up with that. So who is Film Trooper's avatar? And this is just according to me. Well, his name is Bob. He's 35 years old bob is a former film school graduate bob works as a uh, wait wait, bob works a freelance (laughs) it's supposed to be bob works as a freelance video producer bob owns all of his own own equipment bob has a wife two kids a dog and a cat money is dwindling from the number of freelance gigs there's stress in the house over money Bob's body is sore from the labor of production. All Bob wanted to do is make movies. Bob has fears that the film industry will implode. Middle-class wages are hard to earn. Bob knows that he has talent to make movies. Bob wants a better life for his family. Bob is afraid of getting work outside the industry. Bob is afraid of giving up on his dream. Bob is looking for answers. So it's very specific. You, I mean, I've, the idea is that you paint a very specific pi- uh, picture of who your ideal avatar is, who your ideal fan is, who your ideal customer is, your audience, and what that does it puts you sort of empathetically in pl- uh, in their place, in this sort of imaginary person, but. You can believe that there's people out there like that. And so, in order to market to them, in order to communicate with them, you're going to have to uh, pinpoint all these uh, pain points and then try to uh, identify it for them and then um, give them answers and solutions. And if your film uh, can do that, if it has some sort of element, some sort of theme in your film, um, you can do that. For me, for Film Trooper, I have to sort of. to try to work my um, advertising, my communicating, um, my marketing to these specific pain points of this this fictitious uh, avatar that I created. But it's very specific avatar. So let's see here. All right, traditional market research. So you've heard about comparables or comps. Like if you're in real estate, you know, obviously like, oh, yeah, we can sell your home, but we got to do some uh, comps. So they'll do comparables within the, the the surrounding neighborhood, you know, five mile radius or whatever. but they got to make sure that the house was like around the same you know year it was built, the number of rooms, uh, all the amenities have to be as closely uh, alike as possible to give you the most accurate um, comp or comparable. And the problem is with uh, film, um, it's the same thing. Um, like if you're going to build sort of like a traditional uh, film where you're trying to raise like uh, private equity or um, pre-sales and uh, soft money and all that kind of stuff, you have to do sort of your your traditional market research on your film. But the problem is, a lot of independent fil- filmmakers will say, "Oh, I've got a comedy. It's a female raunchy comedy or whatever like that," and I'm going to. Uh, Give kudos to uh, Stacy Parks over at Filmspecific.com. I just listened to a latest podcast of hers, and she and this uh, particular filmmaker were talking about this. So it's just sort of on top of mind because I just listened to it uh, just like yesterday. Anyhow, they were discussing that the problem is like um, something like uh, Bridesmaid came out and showed um, success in that genre of like uh, female raunchy comedies. However, you know that film had uh, major studio backing. It had notable stars, not like big stars, but people um, who were familiar with a lot of the uh, actresses that were in the film. They weren't like unknowns. So, if you're an independent producer and coming up with your own uh, female uh, raunchy ranch raunchy comedy, um, you can't use it as a comparable. You can't say, well, look, um, you know, Bridesmaid made X amount of hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you have to, unless, unless you can say that you have the same um, distribution backing, you have the same uh, budget, you have the same uh, uh, caliber of stars, then you can make a more of an accurate uh, comparable. But if you have like nobody, meaning that no notable stars, uh, your budget is com- very, very little, and you have absolutely no distribution uh, deal in place, you can't use that as a, as a fair uh, comparison so those are the types of things you need to think about when you do like a traditional market research and uh, working on comps and comparables obviously you gotta figure out what your genre is um, and again is it a fair comparison and do you really know uh, your audience and again that's why you need to back up and and create this sort of checklist of who your ideal fan is or your ideal avatar and then uh, know how to reach them and um, and here's the thing too as you're discovering this you know your script should tell you sort of uh, who your what your film's theme is and here's another thing you don't even have to have written a script if you have narrowed down sort of like who you want your audience to be who you want your ideal fan to be your ideal customer to be then you can start writing a script to their pain points as I had pointed out earlier in the slides with the uh, film troopers ultimate avatar so, within those themes, sort of that's the sort of subconscious message that you would be selling to uh, this ideal fan base. So, I use a, I'm sorry, I use a lot of interchangeable. There's avatar, there's fan, uh, there's audience, and customer. It's all like sort of the same thing, it's uh, semantics. Um, so, how to communicate your theme or your themes with your audience. All right, what do we got here? Oh, so I'm going to show you something with uh, Google Keyword Search. Or, or their AdWords tool. So let me switch back over to my mug real quick. Here we go. Whoops, where is it? Oh, there we go. All right. Um, hope you guys are still with me. It's weird talking to this. You have no idea. I, if anybody's out there. Um, okay. So I wanted to show you. I'm going to screen share over to. Um, let's see here an idea, this is a sort of an idea of possibly how to... um... Alright, so here, I'm going to kind of zoom this up, so we should be on this. So this is my film on Vimeo and Demand, The Cube. And here's the thing, this is all the stuff I did wrong. One, I never built an audience, I didn't even know who the audience was, because frankly, I didn't even know if I can make this movie, and so actually, after I made the movie, I'm like, okay, let's figure out what I can do with it. So I made sure that I was I identified it in a very specific sort of um, description in terms of genre. I just literally said it's a supernatural suspe- sus- suspense movie. I can't even say suspense. What a tongue twister. Um, let's see here. Uh, and I knew that my first sort of marketing or messaging that I was going to put out there was that, hey, this is kind of crazy. I made this film for 500 bucks with no crew. I didn't even think it could be done. It wasn't intended that way, but it, that's what happened. So I was sort of marketing it um, via filmtrooper.com uh, to other filmmakers. So that was sort of the audience. But we all know that filmmakers, independent filmmakers are all over the place in terms of their interest and uh, sort of their response. So I was hoping to kind of um, play on the idea that if I was at a film festival and during Q&A someone would ask like, hey, um, you know, what was your budget and what did you shoot it on? So I was trying to answer those normal questions that come up at a film festival Q&A. But since then, let me see here, um, I noticed I needed to expand my audience and my movie has sort of this, uh, let's see here. This Buddhist theme, it's really the way it works. it's um, oh look,' I have somebody calling into to me i um, it's essentially the film is like a Buddhist take on um on the Adam and Eve story, the original sin. sorry, there's all this stuff kind of popping in, so what I did is I went back and I decided like let's recreate a poster that sort of very clearly features like. The cube and Buddha, or the Buddha statue that's in the movie, because I knew that I was. I'm beginning to start. um, And we'll just go here. So I don't know why it keeps doing that. Oh, here we go. So I. I, uh, So I knew I needed to sort of redesign my messaging. And so I start with the poster, and then I'm going to do some other sort of um, artwork that I throw out there on social media and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. Um, And the idea behind that is I'm trying to go beyond the reach of independent filmmakers and start reaching out to uh, those who might be interested in uh, a movie that has some Buddhist themes to it. So that's, you know, identifying that type of stuff. Um, I'm only I'm only just begun, but I'm slowly getting out there. So as you can see, I started with this first with a poster, an image. And um, now I need to figure out how to communicate or find groups online that um, I can be involved with, that I can start slowly um, advertising to or communicating with um, that I have this movie here that m- they might be interested in. I don't know. It's all part of the test and part of the... Uh, trial and error so let's see here okay um, okay here we go so what we do is if you ever used Google AdWords before it's a you know free service you can uh, sign up with and um, and it's usually used for like marketers and stuff like that but this is kinda of the back end of it so let's do a search for like Buddha and see what happens. So you get ideas. And I'm gonna just kind of zoom in this because it make it easier for you to see because it's kind of hard. Here we go. Okay, that should be pretty big. And um, all right. So Buddha. Let me see here. Let's go back a little bit. I can't even see it. Okay. <laughs> so what uh Google does is show you sort of the search um functions. What is this? Um, so it's interesting. They've got like Buddha picture, Buddha quotes, Buddha meaning, Buddha image, uh, the Thai Buddha. So I'm I'm half Thai, and so there's a lot of things about Thai uh, being from Thailand in in the movie. So let's hit Thai. Thai Buddha shows us that Thai Buddha statues. Somebody, people that are actually typing this in, Thai Buddha statues gets an averagely average monthly search about 110. And they're saying that um, competition, this is like if you're going to buy like, you know, ads on, uh, with AdSense, that your bid is about 38, you know, cents um, per click. And you can see the reason why is that people are looking for an actual product. So they're looking for a Thai Buddha statue. They're looking for a Thai Buddha amulet. So they're in, whoever is searching for these terms are looking for it in terms of actually buying a product. And so how does that help you kind of find your audience? Well, the way the Google uh search works or keyword search, it kind of gives you an idea like okay, this phrase only yields about sorry, um, about 110 searches a month, 140. So if we go back, it goes, "Okay, well what the heck is uh, giving me uh a, a, you know h- you know higher um um monthly searches sorry that was my train of thought so we got like Buddha quote somebody just wants to get like quotes from Buddha you know the average monthly search about a thousand you know so you can start doing your metrics like wait um I wrote like a blog for Ted hope site called why one percent is the most important number for filmmakers and the concept is that no matter where you are only one percent are actually going to either buy your product or uh, give you a conversion of uh, interest, or and, and so on. So out of a thousand uh, searches a month, only really one percent will actually maybe take action and buy something. If this was indeed um, something that uh, a, a keyword search that you would buy, so all this stuff is helpful because you can see sort of the analytics and the data behind what people think and what the and what specific keywords they're typing in to search for and gives you the numbers. So that's important because um, I looked at here um, Buddha s just stands for the like I don't know like somebody s life so so look how small this numbers is 10, 10 monthly searches. you know that's probably not enough for you to spend your time uh, writing a blog post on Buddha s palm or Buddha's life or something. It looks like the high qu- um, traffic is coming from, like, um, okay, come on, let's go back. Um, Buddha quotes and Buddha statues, you know. So, what I would do from there, we can also do. Here's something cool about. Um, here I'm just going to type this in. We'll do Buddhism. All right, get ideas. So, Buddhism belief. Um facts on Buddha. So here's interesting. So we can do some facts. So um, we've got Buddhism religion religion facts. About 260 views, huh? Or I oh I know what I was looking for. Because it is my movie is about like oh here. This is what I was looking for. Buddhism and Christianity. Um and you can see from here that typing in Buddhism Christianity as opposed to Christianity Buddhism. Look at the difference in how it yields. We got 210 average monthly uh, searches versus 50. So what um, what I would do is then start creating blog posts um, and articles or searches within social media that start with Buddhism Christianity. Um, or if I know that if I switch the, the terms Christianity Buddhism, um, you know that's going to be very specific, but you know there's not as many people searching it. And the idea is not to necessarily get to the top of the search, but um, to to be part of this conversation of these terms of, you know, like I could create a YouTube video that says, hey, you know, here's um, Buddhism and Christianity, what are the differences, what are the similarities, Um, I made, you know, and then I could talk about, get more specific in this conversation about, like, what does this mean, and then go back to the cube and say, like, I made a movie, um, that I try to explore these uh, concepts of Buddhism's take on Christianity, or'm um, i not really Christianity, but the story of the original sin, Adam and Eve. And so you can see how you would use something like Google AdWords to figure out sort of searches so that you can properly build um, the best uh, strategy to market, to communicate with your audience based off sort of what people are searching for. Now that's just—it's just an idea. It's just a technique. It's something that a lot of online entrepreneurs use for different reasons. But maybe this is something we could use as independent filmmakers to uh, target our audience or find our audience and 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 send you know marketing materials to them. And again, this could be everything from uh, tweets to you know Facebook posts to YouTube videos and so on. I want to show you an example of this movie I just saw the other day this is uh, DMT the spirit molecule and this is a documentary about this the hallucinogenic um, molecule that's present in plants and mammals and even uh, humans uh, called DMT which is like I don't know a lot more powerful than um, LSD and so they made this very um, you know Really interesting uh, documentary, and they just got it on Netflix. And the one of the producers on the film is Andrew Lee, and Andrew Lee runs, I think, the indie film producers uh, Google Plus community, and um, he's off and running and doing some other film projects. But what's interesting is that they have a huge following on Facebook. So here I'll pop this up, so you can see it better. So on Facebook, they've got over three hundred fifty-seven likes. And the reason that they do that is that they have a very specific uh, target audience. About maybe it's the drug culture, maybe it's the, the uh, psychedelic culture, or people interested in uh, something beyond ourselves. And sort of they've created this, um, you know, uh, fan page and be able to generate this many likes because they've created something that goes beyond their film. See, here's the trailer for the film. It's on Netflix, and but now they have a conversation. They start. Uh, setting up posts from um, uh, and other blogs that are related to their movie um, about the spirit molecule, um, and it's fascinating because then the conversation continues, and their film is really almost like an advertisement for uh, this discussion for something deeper. Now, obviously, this is a documentary. And you're trying to, maybe you're working on something that's like a genre film, a comedy, uh, you know, uh, a horror film. and You're wondering, like, well, how can you continue um, the conversation outside of your film? And for me, you know, like I have the Cube, and, you know, like I I didn't, I messed up, and I didn't build an audience. I I didn't build any awareness. I sort of just made it, and then I'm slowly building sort of awareness for it. And I have to be realistic about sort of the uh, reach that I can make, you know, because I don't necessarily think it has the same um, social impact or follow-up as the DMT documentary does. So, if you are starting a new project or you're looking at your own project and you're trying to figure out how can you create more life for it, because the lo- the longer tail or the more value you can give to your audience in the long run, the better your film is going to be positioned because. We as independent filmmakers kind of have to play the long tail game, meaning that we make a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, and sort of just hope that the film has legs for a long time and people find it over time. The only way that people find it over time, if there's a place like this that has um, discussion, um, more discussion about your topic, obviously they've really grown, and you know, you know, the cube has like nothing. It's got like you know whatever. My mom and her friends, you know, saying, saying, liking it. So you can see the differences of like where you can um, build an audience, be very specific to your audience, and um, and build more of a discussion and topic because you you kind of have to do that to to be uh, successful online. And uh, let's see here. Let's see. I'm going to go back to me. Okay. Sorry about the infinite windows there. Um, so with that said, let's see. I've got some more um, stuff on my pseudo PowerPoint presentation. I don't know what Google calls it. I think they just call it presentation, but um, that's what I use. I'm using Google's um, docs and they have a presentation thing. Does anyone else have any questions? I'm going to before I go on to the next slides. All right, cool. Let's see here. Well, let's go to uh, the next set of slides. All right, so here we go. What's the next? What did I write? Oh, yeah. So that's the question. So what do you do with this research, right? So the main thing you want to do again is answer your audience pain points, and you gotta, and you just gotta get creative. You're like, well, what, wait. If people just want to have a re- escape, you know, and watch a sci-fi movie or a horror film or or a comedy you know what pain points am i answering with my genre film well that's where your theme comes in you can still you know follow the, the genre rules but but you tweak it maybe the last 10 20% of your story to address sort of this theme that and the theme is the answer to this uh, pain point of a very specific audience that you're creating or you're identifying um as we said, you can customize your blog posts based off like the data you might be getting from uh, Google Search, you know, and the AdWords, and seeing like what really people are uh, searching for and how much impact it has, or how many monthly searches come out of it. So whether or not you, you can make that determination, whether or not it's relevant or not, so you customize your blog posts, you customize your um, your marketing materials, all that kind of stuff. Maybe I say it here. Yeah, you customize your social media strategy. Um, to engage people like the DMT spirit molecule uh, molecule did that movie and, um, and customize your videos so if you're you know you gonna start putting some additional videos together you can use the search tool um, to do so and actually I'll show you something maybe a little later on YouTube YouTube has sort of because it's built into the Google search it already has sort of uh, a sort of suggested searches or or things that people search for the most and by taking those um, search uh, results you can customize your videos to sort of better fit those um, uh, those keywords let's see here okay so the bottom line is we've got to create fascination I mean that's probably the only thing in, in and it's you know when I say create that's the creative part of it. That's a creative part of marketing. That's a creative part of um, building a communication uh, line to your ideal audience, your ideal fan. And you've got to give them fascination about whatever project that you're working on. Um, it can't be, you know, like, hey, I've got this um, project, check it out. Or it's like, hey, you know, you, you know, or I got this crowdfunding thing, check it out. Like check it out's got to be the last thing you ever do. It, unless you have built sort of fascination or built sort of sort interest into your project. And you got and the really the thing is you gotta learn sort of copywriting. The copywriting skills, uh, the art of copywriting is very, very beneficial in the fact nowadays we're only basing things off headlines. Two things that we deal with in social media is a good headline and if it's got a good picture or animated GIF or GIF or however they pronounce it or some sort of video attached to it. So we um, we're moving in that way, but it's got to be fascinating. And then um, you got to connect your theme with your audience. And the way I look at it is that your theme of your film is going to be the answer to whatever pain point that your audience has. And when I say that, um, I think we were talking. I don't know where I was talking about this before, but. Um, I think like if you're trying to make a sci-fi film, there's so many variations of a sci-fi film. Maybe there's just an audience that just wants to see a uh, space travel films that are rooted, you know, accurately to scientific fact. And that they kind of want more of that, you know. Um, Obviously, gravity was huge. We're not saying that you have to make something that, you know, uh, visual effects Impressive, and yes, there were some uh, inaccuracies in terms of um, the the science on gravity. Very little, but the reality is it was rooted as much as it could to um, to reality, and and that could be like a whole subgenre that that people are hungry for. Why? Because they maybe have the audience has a pain point for um, this deep desire to be explorers. There's probably two kinds of people. I don't know if you ever heard this before. There's two kinds of people. You're either an astronaut or you're an um, astronomer. So an astronomer sits back and and is passionate about it and looks to the stars. Where an astronaut's like I'm going to go out there and you know and be that um, adventurer out to the stars. So somewhere along in those lines your audience has some sort of secret desire. You just have to figure out what that secret desire is and then figure out how your theme works into that. And um, Oh, oh, here we go. We got a question real quick. It says, uh, we got from Christian. Um, I'm going to probably mess up the middle name. I'm sorry, if I'll just call you Christian Swal- Mius dato And if I mess that up, you just you know send me an e- email and how you pr- pronounce it correctly. Oh, wait, wait, where did your question go? I think he was, uh, Christian had something about, um, about audiences. For some reason, the question went away. If you want to pop it back up, Christian, um, I'll try to answer it again. For some reason, the app, the 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 question went away. Okay, so I guess I'll continue. So films sort of equal dreams, um, and then films equals sort of the psychology. So that's sort of the why we love films. I think I think there's something beautiful about that darkened room, or just being captivated in a small space because we want to be transformed and there's something that is being done by storytelling that is working on our psyche and as long as we know into that so our job is to tap into those dreams those does <laughs> I can't speak tap into those dreams those desires and the psychology and if you can do that you can then Position yourself better to create marketing materials or communication materials to answer uh, those things. Um, let me see here. And then, oh, hey, there we are. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I guess I answered the question for Christian. Thanks. Um, so that's sort of the angle we would take uh, for you know marketing a genre film. and I'm gonna come back to me. So, yeah. The sorry about here. I'm going to switch something up real quick. Okay. Yeah, we're at 40 minute mark. So that's kind of all that I wanted to kind of present today was sort of like this idea of how sort of online entrepreneurs are using uh, Google's keyword search, um, how they go about trying to identify an audience and identify a market uh, that they will sell to. Because the concept is sort of Really, sort of basic. They they look for a um, a customer base uh, that is willing to spend money, and then they f- try to find out what problems or pains that they're having, and then the entrepreneur swoops in and tries to offer a solution to those pains. Uh, information products, a product in general, a software solution, and then they sell it to. Uh, it's almost like pre-made. Like if there, if an audience is clamoring for things that they want saying like oh i'm struggling with this i have the pain with this i wish somebody made a product like this and then somebody makes a product like it then it's almost like easy to sell it to them and easy to market to them because they're identifying the pain they're identifying the problem and then they sell a solution to that so um, with that said we have to kind of figure out how we can do that with film products um, and you know hollywood um has shifted to the big tentpole projects because if they're going to invest that much money into a film, they might as well go really, really big and just you know start exploiting sort of all that um, the big grandiose um, spectacle movie. And so all these other little films or projects are going to fall through the cracks, and it's going to be left to the independents like ourselves to try to figure out how we can answer specifically to those um, uh, audience pain points. Oh, so we got sorry, let me look at uh, Christian's question. So speaking of connecting with your audience, do you ever do any audience research before you shoot the movie to figure out who you're talking to or do you make the film and then figure out how to sell it to? And I obviously answer that. I <laughs> Oh, perfect. Refer to your pronunciation of my surname. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks Christian. So the question is, do you do the market research before um there's a concept that crowdfunding kinda allows you to kinda test your idea out if you present an idea and you put it up in a crowdfunding campaign and it goes nowhere then maybe the audience is telling you that we're not interested in this particular project and we won't pay for it so you can make your decisions that way but I can tell you this much sometimes I think a lot of us out there as artists or filmmakers There's just an itch. There is a creative itch that you just got to scratch, and it, 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 and no sort of market research or anything like that makes sense for whatever's in your head, and you, you just have this need to express it. You have this need to get to share it, to make it, to make it happen, because there's sort of something uh, a gut level, you know, that just tells you you got to make it. I'm gonna be telling you like for the cube. I knew I had actually for a couple of years now uh, been trying to reverse engineer a project based on the feedback that I got at the American film market, talking to film buyers and sales agents, and kind of really get an idea of like what people would be willing to pay for. Since if they were the last gatekeepers, and I would start a project, I would start writing something, and it, and I realized like I wrote something too big. Like I'll write a scene, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to take so much money and effort, and. It was a struggle to try to find a story that I would be um, excited to make. And um, so the cube was that for me. And I really think it was more personal just to get it off my chest to see if I can do it or not. And it had really no market value whatsoever. <laughs> so, but creatively, it was really helpful just to release it and then express it. and but I, I made sure that um, I made it for really cheap because I knew, The business side of it, things I did not want to risk, you know, spending thousands of dollars on a an idea that I knew that probably won't make any money back whatsoever. But if you can make a film for so inexpensive, you know, a couple hundred dollars, couple, you know, maybe if you can afford a couple thousand dollars, um, then you know that um, you might have a loss leader. You know, you just might have to just make it just to make it for yourself and then then you could see if it identifies or connects with an audience later. Um, They don't recommend that, the the experts, they always say you gotta build your audience first and and extract what they you know what they need and uh, go from there. So if you look back to the first part of the um, the the PowerPoint presentation, the the presentation I said, there are no rules so you kinda just have to weigh that out as long as you sort of know how the game works in terms of uh, what makes certain Entrepreneurs successful or certain filmmakers successful. Obviously, something like the DMT uh, documentary was very specific, and probably already had like an I think an active um, uh, community that was interested in this very uh, interesting uh, molecule that exists. So they were able to tap into something very specific and then build it from there. Um, obviously, something like a genre film, like a, a suspense film, like mine. Um, you know we just do a broad stroke like oh if you like suspense movies you might like this but I have to sort of narrow it down even further and that's what I'm exploring now with uh, trying to market it to those who might be interested in Buddhist themes or whatnot um, I don't know it, the the other thing it just takes a lot of work and so I I have to piecemeal it slow here and there cuz I'm just by myself doing it and so I have to be realistic in what my expectations on my returns are um, I'm hoping that as I continue um, it picks up momentum on its own, or finds discussion, and uh, it leads them back to my film. And maybe i you know, out of whatever a couple hundred people seeing the trailer, you know, one or two will actually buy it. And so those are the re- realistic numbers I've got to face, and that we all have to face is that the way the online um, business marketplace works is that you just try to get as many leads in to your site to your project. And then be realistic to know that you're only probably going to get a one to two percent conversion from those leads that come in. So you sort of have to plan accordingly to that. Um, anyway, so we um, I actually got to wrap up in like 15 minutes. So if anybody else has any other questions, um, I could try to an- uh, help answer or at least share what uh, the experts would say to you. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm literally just trying to apply all the stuff that I've been learning over the years and um seeing that the the successes from it, the realities from it, and the failures from it, and like things that work and don't that don't work and um, so yeah, again, I want to th- you know thank Carleen and Christian for uh, partaking in the q and a. I'm glad that it's actually working. <laughs> so next time, it'd be really cool to have um you know, guests actually part of this, so I can see you guys in the very bottom, and we can pop up and have you know live video chat uh, conversations. Um, well, with that said, you know, let's see here. I actually have to take off in about ten minutes. I have this um, audition for some sort of commercial where I play a, a barbecue dad, which is why I'm wearing this uh, Hawaiian shirt. It's part of the uh, so I don't know. I only barbecue a little bit. I'm definitely not a grill master, so I got I gotta fake it. Um yeah, so if no other no other questions, then um thanks for tuning in for the second one. And those who missed it, again, this is gonna be the cool thing about Hangouts on Air is that it gets broadcast live and then it goes to um, gets recorded and then becomes its own YouTube uh, video that you can review later. And, and, and it's, it's amazing, this, the technology that they're, they're offering right now. And uh, for um, a real quick tip, for anybody who wants to do their own Hangouts on the air, what, hap- what happened to me, uh, let's see, the problem with Google, there's so many different versions. Like if you're in Google, uh, your Google Plus uh, profile, you'll see like on the right-hand side, you know, start a Hangout. That's, a, that's literally just like a video conferencing Hangout. And and but if you want to start one that's hangout on air, then you got to go over to the left side of your menu, and look for Hangouts, and then there's Hangouts Live on Air. You click that tab, and then you've got to click Start Your Own. And then as I start my own, then you can actually schedule that like for a week out or whatever it is. Um, and then and there's all these little things like you've got to actually activate the Q and A app. Prior to um, even s- launching the podcast, or I mean the the live hangout. Anyway, it was really confusing, which is why a lot of people still have, you know, have had issues trying to start their own. Or what happened to us in the first episode, which was I thought by starting an event that I would be able to then tie in the hangout in the air, which didn't happen. It just started an event, and then I had to route everybody over to the actual hangout in the air. It was just really confusing, but I think I've got it down now and uh, and there's all these other apps that uh, hang on the air offer so if you wanted to to try your own, you could do so um, I'm just glad the qA worked I'm glad the screen sharing worked um, uh, oh here's another thing last week, we tried to show off bullion's uh, um, trailer to his movie and and even though the google Hangout has this app called like YouTube, where you can actually grab a feed from the YouTube um, um, interface. It would not play the audio, and it wouldn't play the audio because of like co- copyright stuff. Oh, I got a question here from Carlene. She says, uh, uh, "Let me see, is this all it? Is this it? oh no, it's some weird thing. It's called acting. Oh, <laughs> thanks." That's from Christian said it's called acting. There you go. It's a little delayed, I think, when it kind of pops up here. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, in some ways, I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. Well, okay. With all that said, um, yeah, back to the YouTube app that's actually built into the Hangouts on the Air. You can't use it because you can see the video, but you can't hear it because of uh, like their copyright protection. So you can use it privately if you're going to have like a private hangout that app. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to show off other people's other filmmakers' trailers. So if you're a filmmaker out there that wants to be part of the filmmaking Fridays, um, then by all means, um, you know, just join the uh, film Trooper, uh Google Plus community, and then just you know. Talk to me, and then we'll get you set up to be part of this, and then we can show off your film, or you have questions about the film you're working on, even if it's all early on in the in your your stage of production or development. That's kind of cool to to talk about, because then uh, you get like sort of a community um, feedback, and try to make sure you're doing the you know the best track you can to make your your project successful, and so. I'll figure out a way to feature people's uh, trailers on the Hangout in the Air to bypass or the copyright thing. Um, I think I have a, I think I know how to, a way I can do that. But by all means, yeah. Um, let's see here, next Friday might be interesting. Um, I'm booked to do a commercial, so I don't know what my call times are, and I'm not too sure I can uh, swing a, a Friday session. But if I can, I'll let you know. If not, um, I'll let you know as well. So let's see here. Oh, Carlene, great hangout. Learned lots of helpful info. Good luck on the audition. Thanks, Carlene, much appreciated. And uh, I think with that said, I got eight minutes before I got to jam out of here. And um, thank you, everyone, who stuck around to uh, watch this uh, session. And let's uh, let's let's build it up a little bit more. I hope, like I said, get more uh, filmmakers actually. On the hangout with me, so we can have uh, some real discussions back and forth, and and figure out ways to help each other, and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So, I'm excited to share you my failures and any successes that I can come up with, or any things that I stumble upon as I continue down my journey. Um, You can always find more at filmtrooper.com, and. or if you want to get a free gear guide, an equipment list of everything that I made to make the film The Cube, again, always go to freegearguide.com. i got to figure out an app where to type that in. I don't know. I, I could show you, but I'll do that later. All right, I'm going to sign off. If anybody else has any questions, uh, let me know. Uh, Christian, thank you so much. He said, thanks for taking the time, Scott. Keep up the good work and good luck. And thank you very much, uh, Christian and Carlene, for participating in the Q&A. It made me feel uh, less alone out here. (laughs) Okay, I think, uh, let's see. I want to make sure I got everybody's questions. Perfect. All right. Can't believe it's been an hour already. Man, you just have discussions like that. Or maybe I just ramble too much. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you um, next week, hopefully, if everything works out. Um, So here we go. I'm trying to make it like, there we go. Thank you so much for watching Film Trooper Presents Film Marketing Fridays. This is our second one. And I'll see you guys out there in the Google Plus community and, or just reach me on uh, Twitter or just head on over to FilmTrooper.com and see all the resources that we have over there.